When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. Oh yes, very nice to be down here at Harbour Town. We're down the southern end. Come along and say hello if you can. Tom Lyon, Bryce Gibbs, and we're here thanks to Solitaire Automotive. The Volvo XC60 is now in stock at Volvo Cars Adelaide. The smarter Volvo XC60 available for immediate delivery. Test drive it today. Volvo Cars Adelaide, there's one right next to us, and it looks real nice, Bryce. But, Bryce, Port Adelaide uh, took on Frio um, Thursday night, and got to say it's a little bit underwhelming, although it's a pre-season, so we don't take too much out of that. But um, it, it wasn't what Port fans were wanting to see as yet, was it? No, it wasn't. It was a little bit frustrating, a little bit of a clunky performance by the power and it's a couple of weeks or a couple of games in a row real yeah. three games if you include the internal trial the, there's some similar themes coming out uh, and probably just the biggest thing is probably their forward half entries yeah uh, just not quite on the same page that um, continuity is not there the they're not reading the cues as well as they would like and I think apart from Connor Rosie um, who has been still what probably their best player mm. in the preseason games to date. He's uh, he's been delivering the ball in the forward half uh, better than anyone. Um, outside of that, uh, it's been uh, yeah a little bit frustrating. Yeah, now Port do mind you seem like one of those teams who in the preseason don't show much and then go bang in the in the year, and that's what I'm hoping for. Um, speaking of the forwards, this is what uh, Ken Hinckley had to say about the forward setup and how that all functioned. It's obvious. I mean, we, we've worked a lot over the summer to get that better, but again, we haven't really had that group together th- even through the last three weeks. So the, the more time they spend together, I can't sit here and say it's, it's, it's perfect by any means, but I can say that it's a work in progress and we know that we've got to keep working at it. We know we're generating enough chances, but we've still got some work to go, clearly. But I think that's around putting pieces out there together. And again, you know, we have, we have Rioli and Boak not out there today. We have Dixon for the first time. There's a few things that are, you know, we just need to get them spending time together quickly. I mean, we haven't got much time now, but as I said, come round one, we'll be right. We won't have an excuse. We'll be ready to go. I think there's a quiet confidence there from Ken. He knows his stuff and he knows his players. I think he's quietly confident that they will go bang. Yeah, and, and that's why there's no reason to, to jump at shadows and and start stressing too much because, yeah, he is right. You, you add Junior Rioli, who we know has got some, some skill and some class. Travis Boak has been doing it for, for years and, and Dixon will be better for the run. But it was a couple of um, things he mentioned about the ruck yeah, and the ruck problems that Port are facing. And now we all know they're not short of ruck stocks down at Port Adelaide, but uh, here's what he had to say uh, about Port Adelaide's rucking at the moment. Ah, we got beaten badly. Got beaten badly. That's where the, 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 the game got lost around the around the contest. Purely Fremantle got too many looks going their way and, and they were also able to return the ball off our stoppage win. So their work rate to get out um, after that. But the ruck battle itself, I mean, Darcy's a 
is a high quality player. We all know that. And Scooter's coming back, hasn't played for a year. Um, he'll only get better from that too. Was he a rider? And his time down was pretty low. Was he? Who's that? Scooter was he? Yeah, no, we're, we're getting him back into full game conditioning and we're, we're mindful of that and we want to manage him to get back to that stage. He's, he's an older player, so we, we look after him well, when we can and that's what pre-season allows you to do. It allows you to be manage, manage your players as well as you can. Oh, I, I, you know, we've got a bit to go. We've got some people to bring back into the side to, to, to adjust to and what that looks like. Charlie will play a bit of ruck, though. I imagine that's that's not going to be unfamiliar for us. We've done it last year, and I can see that being a bit continuous for us. You know, we've got Jeremy to come back into the side at some stage as well, so that'll open up some, some opportunities for us. Yeah, like I said, a little bit of a worry to begin with, but uh, I, I reckon he'll warm into things as well as as they go along. Look, one other positive takeaway I thought was Miles Bergman. He's going to be a classy winger. He he was running up and down the ground like crazy and played quite well. Yeah, and he, he's one we probably haven't spoken a lot about. I mean, mm. we, we, we've spoken on this show uh, a few times about who's going to be the next person, next player to break out for Port Adelaide. And we've spoken a lot about... Butters and um, Horn Francis and mm. Xavier Dersma, uh, a few of these guys. But uh, Miles Bergman, we sort of hadn't really touched on, but he's been probably their Him and Rosie have been their best players in the preseason games that we've seen so far. So he's certainly put his hand up to, to play that Carl Amon mm. wing role that, that uh, now, now is vacant. Um, Josh Sin, we haven't seen because he... We thought he might have been the man to step up in that role, but he's been out with injury. So Miles Bergman certainly taken that opportunity with both hands, and he looks the favourite to to slip on that wing, and he's playing very good footy at the moment. Yeah, very positive for Port. A very nice pick he was, I think, around the 14 mark in the draft. So that's very nice for Port. Now, pivoting now, Bryce, to uh, some sporting news going around uh, worldwide, but let's start with the NRL. The Melbourne Storm had another win. They did. So the NRL kicked off on Thursday night for the 2023 Premiership season. Uh, So do you follow the NRL? Do you you like it? You (sighs) you either like it or you don't. No, well, if I'm really honest with you, I couldn't give a crap about the NRL. It doesn't get huge exposure here in South Australia. Obviously, no team or... New South Wales, Queensland, heavily dominant. They love it. But I will, if it's state of origin, I will tune in every time. I actually don't mind it. We yeah. uh, we shared a facility with the Melbourne Storm at Carlton for a yeah. number of years. So got to know a lot of their players and understood the game and learnt the rules and that sort of thing. So I don't mind watching it. And, and the Storm kicked off the season in the first game against the Parramatta Eels. Mm. And this stat that come out, leading into the game, yeah. the Storm have not lost a round one game since Craig Bellamy took charge of the side in 2003. Mm. 2003, Tommy. We were children back then. 20 years. They That's haven't lost a round one game. and It's an incredible fitting, streak. Fittingly, they were down most of the game and scored late to take the game to golden point. Right. And as the Storm do, when it matters, they find a way to win. And the streak continues. They Incredible. win in extra time to... Yeah, their round one winning streak continues. That's an incredible streak. It gets you thinking about other winning streaks in a variety of sports. I reckon the Australian cricket team... Uh, in the Steve Waugh era, they had 16 tests in a row. That was a that was a pretty good streak, Bryce. Yeah, it certainly was. Um, 
the Bledisloe Cup is probably not the streak we want uh, <laughs> as the, uh, the, the Aussie Wallabies. Get our asses kicked. The, the, the last time they won one was 2002. Yeah. So you think what the Storm have done in the last 20 years with their round one wins, our Wallabies haven't won a Bledisloe Cup since then. So that's probably not the, the streak we want to be no, holding on to. No, the Kiwis are just so dominant in, in that space. Uh, the, I looked up with this one up, the Lakers... Is the longest streak in the NBA. They won 33 games in 1971-72. So that's something like 40, 50 years ago. If you uh, let us know on the text line 0427 154 166, actually, if there are any other sporting winning streaks that we've missed just there, I, I'd be keen to find out because that's a fascinating one. Now, Bryce, just going around with our sports update, obviously Australia have clinched their maiden berth in the final of the World Test Championship after achieving one of cricket's most difficult feats, defeating India on home turf. Travis Head only opening because David Warner has gone home due to injury. He spearheaded the tense morning run chase in indoor to see the Aussies reach their target of 76 in just 75 minutes. So that's over a run a minute, Bryce. The nine-wicket win sees Australia qualify for the World Test Championship decider. I was wondering about that, where that all sort of stood. Um, And that's going to be played at the Oval in London in June, conveniently coming ahead of their five-test Ashes tour. Now, India will likely be their opponents over there, and I dare say we'll have a much better chance for that. But uh, Smith paid tribute to Travis Head and Manus Labashain, who combined for a knock of, of every one of the winning runs in an unbroken stand. Here's Steve Smith. They absorbed some pressure, Marnus and, and Hedy, and then there was a ball change and it looked like it was a fraction softer potentially and at that point it didn't look like it was responding as much off the wicket and that's when Hedy decided to put his foot down and, and did it in his way. The shots he hit were, were outstanding, he hit to hit his areas and um, as soon as you get a few boundaries away when you're chasing 76, it, it, can, it, it gets away from you pretty quickly. So um, it was a clinical batting performance by the boys today. Now, I, I might be completely wrong here, Tommy, but... <laughs> well, that's never happened. <laughs> and I know it's not as easy to do as to say it. It's easier to say it than just go out and do it, with, especially with those wickets and what they were doing and how much they were turning and that sort of thing. But they just went out on attack. Yeah. And they just played a bit more of a natural game rather than worrying about, oh, what's the pitch doing? I need to block this. I need to try and sweep this. And more often than not, they got out. They just went and attacked the bowlers played the natural and game. scored... With ease, as you said, uh, run a ball. So maybe we should have just been on a bit more on the attack than uh, not over over this series in India. Felt like they weren't overthinking it. And also there seemed like a change, like they were trying to get into India's head, particularly ahead of the the next test. They just absolutely dominated them. And I I reckon that will play mentally on... uh, India's minds. One more, Bryce. Now, Australia's best female athletes are making some real money now, cashing in on lucrative deals around the world. News Corp recently released this 20 biggest earners on the rich list, whilst the WPL auction has had a massive impact on the paydays for women cricketers around the globe. It was only enough to garner one entrant into the top 10, but that's our own Ash Gardner ranking 10th on the list with an expected earnings around 850k a year, that's pretty good money. It certainly is, and and well earned too from from Ashley. She has obviously been uh, a great player for Australia for uh, a long time now, and um, her T20 
campaign was was exceptional. I think she yeah. was player of the tournament uh, and gets uh, a well earned reward with uh, with that divvy right there. So it's good to see the mm. gap uh, in yeah if you compare it to to men's to to women's pay that the gap is is Closing. starting to to close. Uh, as the years go on. Yeah, rightfully so. And the top four spots were held by female golfers and tennis players. Um, number one on the women's rich list was golf star Minji Lee with a whopping $10 million earning in 2022 and our very own lovely Ash Barty. Even though she's retired, she racked up over $6.5 million. Not a bad payday for Ash Barty. Bryce yeah, Gibbs. sure. And we, we know... Uh, the star she is and what she's done for Australian tennis uh, over the journey. So um, she's still going pretty well, our Ash. Yeah, I'm looking forward to her uh, making a comeback. I think it's imminent. But um, up next, Bryce, Australia finally got a win over India. First time since 2004. And we've got our boys over there, Barat Sundarason, Adam Collins and Jared Waitley have uh, wrapped things up over there. We're going to hear from them up next, you're listening to Santa's in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. I'll get that one out. Just a top of 28 degrees. Uh, let us know on the text line 0427 154 166. Any of your hot winning streaks, consecutive wins in sports, if we've missed any. And it is 9.49.